Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, today I want to talk about the supreme being God and extraterrestrials. Well, today I was on, I was in the my car, I was driving, I was on my way to visit my son, and I'm just looking around at, at you know other people driving around and the trees, you know, the the clouds, the sky, everything, and it's just to me this whole life is just a fantastic miracle no matter which no matter if you believe in god or you don't right no matter what right this whole thing is just very strange very weird exciting mysterious awesome it's just we don't really have any answers uh this the, the biggest mystery right the biggest mystery is why right uh and you know there's a lot of religions out there you know a lot of people are concerned that uh you know that when in fact i'm one of them and i think i might be wrong i i i i'm right in a way i i've talked about this before i, I you know there's going to be some fundamentalist type religions out there once disclosure happens whether it's a forced disclosure because of some uh event involving an extraterrestrial crash or landing or something right or they finally the, the people in the government that have been hiding this for all these decades finally just decide okay it's time to tell the people the truth right um now, some of us out there, some of the people like me, of course, know that the the, the truth and that there is an extraterrestrial presence here. There's most certainly uh, uh, beings here that are not human, uh, that are intelligent. Uh, I encountered one of them. Uh, I saw one of their spacecraft, or one of their flying saucers, rather, and as did many other people, as we all know. All right, so some of us know, some of us have seen these things um, and encountered them, and and, you know, people out there are concerned that, uh, and one of them was the late Stanton Friedman. He he had, a, he's, you know, in his writings, he talked about that there's going to be some uh, fundamentalist uh, religious organizations out there that are going to have a big problem with uh, once the uh, disclosure happens. Um, and, and, you know, he's right uh, that there will be, but I think for the most part, most religions of the world are not going to have a problem with this. I, I, I've been, you know, you know, for instance, I talked about this recently, the Catholic church had come out, uh, stating that, you know, if it turns out that there's an extraterrestrial, uh, presence on this planet, that, that they're real, they are, by the way, uh, spoiler, uh, they are real, uh, then, you know, they just have to adapt and accept that fact that, and, and say, Hey, you know, God didn't just create us. He created these other beings too. Right. You know, and, and uh, other religions, uh, Judaism, uh, you know, they believe in an all-powerful, well, one powerful God, just like, and, and so does uh, Islam. Uh, actually, Islam, I don't think should be a problem at all for them because uh, according to the Quran, it states that uh, uh, that these uh, 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 beings, uh, that, you know, the almighty God had created, uh, most likely created uh life similar to humans in other on other worlds so i don't think that should be a problem there either i'm not i'm not sure how it will uh, how that will go over with fundamentalist muslims i don't know but we'll see now some religions don't believe in an all-powerful god like for instance uh, uh buddhism buddhism uh they're about uh uh you know uh living a good life just like uh, uh you know like uh you know, like like any other religion, right? However, they're they're trying to reach a stage of enlightenment where, uh, you know, where, where before they die, and then they'll move on to some other life form. You know, they'll they'll re be reborn somehow. Like all religions have their own little differences, and and some of them, a lot of them, believe in one all powerful uh, being, supreme being. 
so it, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I mean, some religions may have to make some slight modifications to their uh, to their beliefs, to their teachings, and and that's that's probably about it. But I don't see why it should be a problem. Why should that be a problem? It shouldn't be a problem. Again, it will be a problem for some, like for like since fundamentalist evangelical groups, some of them, not all of them, some of them will have an issue with it. But they shouldn't really. I mean. But they will, and they'll make a big stink about it, and they'll they'll claim that you know some of these uh, uh, evangelical leaders will be claiming that that they're demons from hell and everything like that. But you know, I, that that's probably about it. I, I I don't think there will be that much difference. I mean, why should there be? I mean, if people believe in a supreme being, why is it hard to believe then that a supreme being created us? Well, then a supreme being also created other beings, because obviously, uh, if it's, if there's a supreme being out there and a supreme being exists, then obviously he created everything. He created these beings too, right? If that's what you believe, then that's how it should be. Now, of course, there are some people out there who don't believe in God at all. Like, of course, like atheists, uh, they don't believe in uh, anything. They believe that just just all this just happened. Uh, but you know, so that shouldn't be a problem for them whatsoever. They don't believe in in any sort of uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I, I, who knows? I mean, we don't know what lies beyond or, what, you know, if there's an after. I mean, if we're being truthful, right? Now, people who have a real strong, extreme faith, you know, they've, they believe in these things wholeheartedly, 100%, right? And there's some, I, me, I don't know what, 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 if I'm being truthful, I don't know what happens when we die. I don't know if there's an afterlife. I, I hope there is. I want there to be. I'm just being truthful. I don't know. I don't know what there is. I mean, because for one thing, it's hard for me to, there's a lot of different religions, a lot of different beliefs. I, I believe that there's something, right? I, I do think that there's, I, I, I'm not sure what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to explain it. Like everyone has their own little belief system. I have my belief system too. This whole thing is a miracle to me. I don't know how it happened, right? But but it's it's fantastic and it's wonderful. And, and I really hope that this thing just doesn't come to a crashing conclusion and there's nothing, right? Like, you know, I don't remember anything when I before i was born right none of us do uh now some people say they were uh, reincarnated um, so i'm not going to get into that right now but for the most part most people don't remember anything before they were born um i i i don't know i i i hate the idea of just being you know dead and nothing right but um i i don't want that to be i guess if it happened if that's what it is then um there's nothing I could do about it and nothing anybody could do about it, but I, I just can't see that. I, I don't want to think that. I, I have faith that there's going to be something. I want there to be something. So I do believe there's going to be. I was raised a Catholic and I believe that there's, you know, I hope that God that there's something. I want there to be something. Uh, you know, I want there. I want a continuance of something, right? I mean, we don't want, nobody, who, nobody likes the idea of dying, just end all of this coming to a crashing conclusion and in blackness, nothing. Uh, that that's why that's where religion comes in handy. That's why a belief in something comes in handy, right? And but they're all different. That's the that's the issue that I have is that which one's right? <laughs> I mean, there's a, for instance, there's a half a billion uh, Buddhists practicing Buddhists in the world, right? Uh, I mean, are they right? I mean, that we we move on to a state of enlightenment and then we we become something else when we're we. I guess I'm getting off track here. I guess it doesn't matter. The whole thing is, is we don't. Nobody really knows what happens when we're when we're done. Uh, we all hope that there's something, and hopefully there is, right? Uh, like for instance, my 
I mean, even if you're an atheist, I think if you're an atheist, you would hope that, there, that this thing continues. You, who just wants to have it completely done? I, I don't see why anybody would want that, but maybe some people do. Um, but like, 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 if you look at uh, like, like, the, some people say they have had near death experiences, and I. But the problem with that I have with near death experiences, what have the people say they have these different. Uh, uh you know visions or whatever some people say they were in heaven and some people say they were in hell and then they you know but the whole thing is it was near death it wasn't death right it's near death there's a difference that stuff could have been going on in their brains right because they're about to die almost right they almost died so who knows what was going on in their brains you know what, what kind of it could have been hallucinations right i mean we just don't know and again it, they didn't actually die. I'm, when, when you die, I'm talking about being dead. I'm talking about buried and rotting in the ground, or, or your ashes sitting in an urn, or your or, or your ashes spread out over the ocean, or, or on a field somewhere, or whatever. Right, that kind of dead. Right, then you know the answers to whatever this afterlife holds will be uh, will be known by that point, one way or the other. Right. And hopefully, a lot of us, I believe, want there to be something, want a continuance of this, want to see our loved ones who have gone before us, we want to see them again, things like that, right? Uh, but we really don't know. We don't know what, like, you know, again, like my buddy's grandmother used to say, we nobody came back to really tell us, to, to tell us what, what lies beyond. But the thing is, is, you know, I guess I'm getting off track here a little bit. The point of this discussion, what I'm trying to get out here is that I don't think there should be a problem with believing, having a belief in, in, in God and aliens. But it seems like that seems to be a concern among some people, some ufologists. Like I said, the late Stan Friedman had a concern about that. And I had a concern about that because of things that other people have like him, like him, like, like he stated. And that I, I think our governments probably, were, you know, the United States government, at least at one point, probably still does has a concern on how this is going to affect uh, the religion. And I don't think it should affect it. I mean, the whole idea is if you believe in a supreme being uh, and that he created all of this, then why? what's the problem with, with, with him, that him that he created not just us, and life on this planet, not just our lives, but all these other animals and plants and everything else, right? Fish, all this stuff, birds, right? And human beings on this planet, what, what's the problem with him creating life on other worlds? If you believe in a supreme being, that should have no, that should be no problem. I mean, he's a supreme being. He created this whole universe, right? And I don't think it should be. I don't think it will be. As, I don't think it's going to be as big of a problem as a lot of people believe it will be including me again i do believe like i've stated before there will be a problem with some uh, fundamentalist religious groups right uh some fundamentalist religious leaders they'll they'll claim things like oh it's uh, demons from hell you know it's uh uh you know it's it's all satanic and nonsense like that and that's that's gonna be that that but there will be just a minority of religious groups. I think most religions should have no problem with it because there shouldn't be a problem with it because it's real. I mean, if, if there's a let's 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 look at at it from a perspective of of supreme being uh, as be if, regardless of what you are, if you're an atheist or whatever religion you believe in, right? If you if you're Buddhist, right? Okay, and you don't believe in a supreme being, but just let's for a minute for a minute let's all pretend if you don't believe in that stuff, let's just for a minute pretend that there is a supreme being and he created all of this stuff. It should be no problem if if once the extraterrestrial reality is 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 disclosed to the uh, the world public 
in mass, it should be no problem. I mean, you know, actually, it, it should be, if you're a religious leader, you should be, uh, religious leaders, once that happens, actually should be, uh, uh, you know, being more, they should be more, uh, this should be more proof to them, more proof to, that they should use this as something good, uh, that, you know, as, as a sign, you know, as something to show how really magnificent God is, right? It should be something that's held up as even, look at it, it's even more magnificent than we even thought of before. That's how it should be. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think a lot of religions are going to uh, put this up, uh, you know, talk about this, you know, uh, you know, publicize it even more, talk about it more, make it a bigger, bigger thing, like actually talk about it joyously and say, yes, this is fantastic. Look at, we, you know, we, we, we've been all praying to God and, 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 and following, our, you know, following our religions for all these centuries, right? And look, at we just found out that he's even more magnificent than we ever thought. Even before, now we find out that he's, there's life from other worlds, intelligent life, right? Now, some people will say, you know, some religions will try to say things like, well, you know, in the Bible, it's in the Holy Bible, you know, the Old Testament, which uh, Judaism and Christianity follow, right? They'll say, well, it says in there that he said he, God only made, uh, he, he made mankind in his image. Well, you know, uh, religious leaders could say, well, guess what? Uh, 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 these beings, apparently, they're, they're humanoid in shape. They're in the same kind of mold, right? They're, they're not, of course, they're different looking than we are, but in the same kind of shape, right? They, they, they have the same humanoid uh, structure. Even the even the the praying mantis ones, they're standing up on legs apparently, according to witnesses, and they have two arms, and, and then you have the the reptilian style beings. I mean, but they're in that that same mold. Maybe that's what the Bible meant. Again, there, there might be some modifications required in some of these religions, but I mean, it shouldn't be a problem. It should be actually viewed as a good thing. It should be a good thing for people who are religious and believe in God, right? This should be a great thing. The idea that, my God, heaven's the mercy. Look at what else he did. Look what else God created. In addition, in addition to uh, uh, our wonderful existence and our lives and everything on this planet, he actually created living, intelligent beings from on other planets. That's how it should be. Uh, you know, that's how it should be presented. That's the way it should be presented. So regardless, and and again, I know there's people out there who are atheists and don't believe in any of this stuff, and that's fine. You could, that's the whole, you know, in this world, right, there was a time, and in some countries it's still the case where you're, where people are forced to follow certain religions or or else. In this country, in the United States, and a lot of other uh, countries, that, that, you know, you're allowed to follow whatever religion you want to follow, or no, no religion, whatever you want to, but regardless, right, it, it should, the, the idea that this is going to be a big problem for religion religions across the world really i don't think it's going to be and it shouldn't be because religious leaders re really could could make could, could promote this as something good and something big and something miraculous in addition to all the other miracles that god is responsible for anyway we're going to take a quick break and uh when we come back we're going to talk about a very interesting uh alien abduction case from the 1980s that happened in england When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we are back. Um, in December of 1987, in uh, Ilkley Moor, actually, I have problems pronouncing this. It's Ilkley Moor in uh, the United Kingdom. There was an incident where actually a guy encountered an alien being and actually snapped a picture of him. Uh, of this creature and now the picture is very blurry and i will leave links for the people who are listening to the podcast edition so you can see the image of this thing so um and i'll you know it's i think it's very interesting this story has always been fascinating to me and i have a couple different sources here i have i i uh actually wikipedia has a really good uh uh they there's a good uh article about it on wikipedia and i also have an article here from ufo casebook about this and i'm going to go through this and we're going to talk about some of the things and uh, that that happened here, and also um, some of the things that um, that I think it actually t- might tie in with a little bit, possibly. Again, this is pure speculation on my behalf, but might tie in with actually the, the incident that uh, aerial school, and I'll, I'll I'll explain that later on. But anyway, let's go through. I'm going to go through the Wikipedia because they have it laid out really well here. Uh, it says here. Uh, it's this called the Ilkley Moor UFO incident. There was an alleged UFO incident on Ilkley Moor, uh, Ilkley Moor on 1 December 1987. A retired police officer claimed that he was abducted by aliens while on a morning walk and briefly held on their craft before being returned to the moor. The man took a photograph of the moor, which he said shows one of the aliens that abducted him. The photograph subsequently became a news story in the United Kingdom. It was. It has been cited as one of the strongest pieces of evidence that we have that extraterrestrials have visited Earth. It has also been described as incredibly blurry. Skeptics have dismissed the incident as a hoax. Well, what else is no? Saying that the photograph shows something else, such as a man or a cardboard cutout. Well, I don't know where they got the cardboard cutout from. But anyway, let's continue here. It says, Ilkley Moor is an area of moorland between Ilkley and Cayley in West Yorkshire, England. It is well known as the inspiration for the song on Ilklea Moor Barat. I can't pronounce I probably completely butchered the pronunciation of that song. Anyway, continuing. It says, it is also known for its carved rocks, particularly the swastika stone. There have... Been many UFO sightings on the moor. Skeptics have suggested that this is because of the nearby proximity of Menwith Hill Air Force Base and Leeds Bradford Airport. And the guy that they, that, that that saw this, uh, he was a he was a retired police officer. His name was uh, he he didn't use his real name. His pseudonym name was Philip Spencer. And it says here he had moved to uh, Spencer had moved from London to remote remote West Yorkshire with his wife and child in order to be closer to his family to his wife's family following his retirement from the police force. On the morning of December first, nineteen eighty seven, Spencer began walking across Ilkley Moor to visit his father in law in East Morton. He had taken a camera with him as well as a compass in case there was a fog. And then he's here was the incident and. Uh, 
It says here, according to Spencer, he was walking up a small hill when he noticed an odd-looking figure just up the trail ahead of him. It was dark green and about four feet tall with an oversized head and long, thin arms. The creature made a gesture at Spencer, which he took to be a gesture telling him to stay away, but he took out his camera and took a picture of it. The creature then ran away and Spencer followed it. He lost the creature in the fog, but then saw a craft rise from the moor and disappear into the sky. He described the craft as being of a whitish color and consisted of two saucer-shaped parts that were attached, with one being on top of the other. There was also a loud hum. He did not take a photograph of the craft. Now, I just want to stop there for a minute. A loud hum. Hey, that reminds me of one that that being showed up in my room. You know, that hum, that humming sound. Anyway, uh, continuing here, it says, Rather than continue with his planned route, Spencer headed to another town that was about a half hour away. When he arrived, he discovered that it was about two hours later in the day than he expected it to be. Additionally, the compass that he had taken with him was pointed in the opposite direction than it should have. Should have. So imagine you're walking along these lonely moors, this lonely moor in, in the United Kingdom, and next thing you know, there's an alien being there, and you take a picture of it. And then you're, but when you get to the destination you're getting to, you realize you, you lost about two hours of time. <laughs> okay, I'm going to continue here. It says here, in the days following the alleged incident, Spencer made contact with UFO researchers Jenny Randalls and Peter Huff. Huff claimed to have been extremely skeptical at first, but later came to believe Spencer. Spencer handed over the copyright of the photo to Huff. Although the story quickly made the news, Spencer insisted on keeping his anonymity. Various write-ups of the case have made it clear that Spencer did not make any money from the story. So there, that's an interesting aspect of it. For one thing, the guy didn't use his real name. Uh, he didn't want people to know who he was. And he didn't make any money from this story. He just told the story as it happened. Uh, and, and I believe this story, you know, you know, again, I believe this story. It's easier for me to believe it because I saw, I had an encounter with one of these beings too. So I know that they're real, but anyway, I'm going to continue here. It says, as well as examining the site, Huff sent the photo photograph to a number of experts, a wildlife photographer who examined the photograph said that it was not from any known animal experts from the Kodak laboratory in Hempel Hempstead said that they could not detect any evidence of tampering. Dr. Bruce Maccabee, uh, uh, stop there for a minute. Dr. Maccabee, uh, he's a real interesting guy. He was a, a United States Navy optics expert. Um, and he, you know, he, he's, he's pointed out that he thinks that there's a lot of different things that he believes were actual, you know, objects that are not of earth. Like for instance, the, uh, McMinnville UFO, but this was something that he didn't believe. He said it was not enough. The, the, the picture was too grainy for him to give an opinion. Uh, but he says he, he concluded that the photograph was too grainy for proper testing. And according to ufologist Nick Redfern, Spencer was hassled by the Ministry of Defense a few days after the incident on the moor. He says that they opened a file on Spencer and sent two men in black to his home to intimidate him into silence. Don't you love that? You know, in these stories, especially back in the 80s, 90s, you know, or you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, 2000s even. There's a, there's these cases where men in black show up. It seems like, I don't know, uh, you know, I, I've, I've talked about this before. I think in some cases, men in black are actually government agents coming in to silence people. And I think in other cases, I think they're actually alien beings, uh, you know, hybrids of some sort. Uh, who are showing up and trying to tell people to hey keep your keep your mouth shut and don't talk about this but anyway uh, they're both actually they're both doing the same they both have the same uh, uh desires you know silence anyway continuing it says and then then he had uh, he he was hypnotized after this and uh 
And this is where I got the story got even stranger. It says here, while the photograph was being examined, Spencer claimed that he experienced strange dreams. Following Huff's advice, he attended a session of regressive hypnotherapy. This was carried out by Dr. Jim Singleton on March 16th, 1988. Under hypnosis, Spencer's original account of the incident changed. Singleton has called it a genuine recall. Spencer now recalled that upon seeing the creature on the hill, he was instantly paralyzed. He was then lifted up a few feet and pulled into the craft. When he entered the craft, a voice told him to be calm. A group of green aliens then performed medical experiments experiments on him inserting items into his nose and mouth he was given a tour of the craft and shown a film the film this is the part i this is this is the part here coming up where i believe there might be a connection here with what happened at the aerial school incident with the with what happened at the aerial school incident in september of 1994 it says here the film showed apocalyptic imagery including nuclear explosions famines and floods spencer was then shown a second film he was he has never revealed the contents of the second film saying that the aliens who abducted him do not want humanity to know okay let's just stop here for a minute now now, again, this is something that happens to, uh, uh, you've heard this before from different alien abductees about apocalyptic imagery like nuclear explosions and famines and floods. And you've, if, if you read books by uh, David Jacobs, who's, who put a number of, uh, you know, hundreds of uh, different alien abductees uh, in, into, uh, under hypnosis, right? They, they, this is some of the imagery that sometimes they're shown. They're shown films, like movies. You know, probably not films, but some sort of imagery. And you know, who knows how it's delivered? But uh, they're shown these images. And when you think about what happened in 1994 at the Aerial School incident, which I've been talking about a lot lately. Uh, in 1994, of course, 62 kids uh, saw this flying saucer it was in Zimbabwe, zimbabwe at a place called aerial school 62 kids out on a, on a break uh during a recess while all the teachers were inside having a conference meeting uh, all these kids uh, 62 of them saw a flying saucer land uh and a couple of alien beings come out and one of the alien beings communicated telepathically with with some of the some of the kids right and they're showing them images of of talking about technology that's bad. They're showing them, giving them images of destruction that was basically scared these kids, right? And here, it happened in this case too. And 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 what's interesting is is that Spencer never talked about uh, the contents of the other film that he was shown. Now, I, I recently speculated. And I'm just going to, who knows, again, this is, and this is speculation too, right? Who knows, right? But I recently speculated that uh, the reason that these beings showed up at that school and did what they did, right, is I, what, what they're doing is they're letting humanity, they were trying to let humanity know that, hey, if you screw up, if, if any country or, you know, decides to use nuclear weapons on one on another country and, and you start doing this kind of going down that road. Right. Then the we, we aliens are going to intervene and you're not going to like that. And I, I, I think that that could explain why the alien abduction program and the, the hybridization program, creating all these uh, beings that look human, but they're actually aliens. Right. I believe that that helps to explain that, and 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 they're all in place all across the world, right? They they have this plan that if we go too far, if you 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 uh, mankind goes too far uh, with its technology and starts destroying itself with nuclear weapons, that they are going to intervene and they're going to take over, and we're not going to have any power anymore. 
and they might wipe most of us out who who knows what the reality is but they might who knows they're going to take over they're going to take over this planet because they'll, they'll deem us unworthy uh we, they won't be able to trust us because then that means we're going to keep advancing technologically and then we'll become a threat to them and so they're going to take care of business now before we get to that point i believe that that's what it was i i, I possibility that it was a warning that they're trying that the aliens at the aerial school are giving us a warning giving you humankind a warning hey go too far we're taking over and you're not going to like that i wonder if that second film that spencer's talking about here that he was shown actually shows the aliens taking over the world that's what i wonder right I mean, when you put everything in the, and you put, you think about everything, the way things, the aerial school incident, basically the, the same kind of imagery shown to other people, other abductees, to this guy, this uh, Spencer, this retired cop, right? Could be, could be. All right, continuing. Following this, Spencer was returned to Ickley, Ilkley Moor. I'm pro keep pronouncing that wrong. It's Ilkley Moor where he then took the famous photograph. He claimed that the alien was actually waving goodbye to him, not telling him to stay away, as in his original account. Now, I think the alien picture is actually pretty fascinating. I mean, it is blurry, but it looks like, you know, it looks like an alien. Yeah, it's blurry, but it's, it looks like an alien. Now, now skeptics, of course, say it's a fake. Uh, here, here's what it says, or we'll, we'll continue reading. It says here, uh, skeptics have claimed that the whole incident is a hoax. They have said that the photograph is so blurry that it is far from proof of any alien visitors to Earth. They have argued that the alien in the photograph could easily be a man or a cardboard cutout. Skeptics have also asked why Spencer did not take a photograph of the craft, noting that such a photograph would be, would be more difficult to fake. Skeptics have also dismissed the supposed physical evidence of the broken compass, saying that it was easy to manually wreck compasses. Now, yeah, some of that stuff is true. Now, now, now Spencer had indicated, according to the other article that I i'll include in here and that other article by the way uh the the ufo casebook article article actually that's the one that if you want to look if you're listening to the podcast version that's the one that has the images on here has some really good pictures of this alien close-up pictures um so you're going to want to check that out um because it's interesting and uh yeah so that the, the picture i mean okay but again here's the problem right the picture the close-up of it i mean it does it, it to me it's it, it's very fascinating like i i agree in a way with maccabee because it, it's hard you can't really tell but to me it it has the long arms just like you know the aliens ha usually have like the 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 aliens that were the small four foot tall aliens usually have these longer arms than humans have um i don't know i mean it looks like it could be an alien being i mean it looks like something standing there you could i mean it looks like there's something with two eyes again it's blurry but it looks it to me it's very uh it's definitely intriguing and it's something to check out I'm, a lot of you probably uh people who have been following the ufo subject i'm sure you saw a lot of you have probably seen this picture before but uh for those who haven't i i i urge you to check it out because it's very interesting but uh i guess the whole thing is is you know i think it's a great story i i think this 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 to me, it sounds like, yeah, yeah, why not? It could be real. Why, why would somebody just make this up? And, you know, there's no, the, the guy never gave his real name, right? Why, why go through all the trouble? Why get hypnotized and all that trouble? The, 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 just the, the, a retired cop yet, right? Come on. No, that doesn't make any sense. And you don't even give his real name. He never made a dime off of it. You know, it just reminds me a lot of other witnesses throughout the years, uh, you know, <laughs> people who just, told the story what happened and you know a lot of people skeptics come out no 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 
no, no, they, they have no proof whatsoever. They just, they, again, it's by proclamation. They don't really investigate these things themselves. They just, they just present scenarios on how it could have been faked. And but really, but they never really talk about why. Why would it have been faked? Why would it have been faked? Why? It doesn't make any sense. Well, why would somebody make a story up like this? You know, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, sometimes, of course, there are some people who uh, certainly lie about things, right? No, not all of them. I, I think a vast majority of people who come forward with their uh, alien abduction or UFO encounter stuff, they're telling you the truth. I, I'm telling you, I've seen these things. I know for a fact, right? There, there's something going on here. That's why I believe a lot of these stories. And I believe this Ilkley Moore story really happened, right? And I think that picture is of an alien being. Now, if you read the other article, uh, it talks about the, the, the article in UFO Casebook. It talks about how... Um, that the, uh, the uh, it talks about how the uh, uh, the, when he when he saw the flying saucer, like he was just he was in shock at that by that point in time, like he just he didn't have he didn't think quick enough to take the picture. You know, I, I talk about that. I just talk about that. I, I talk about that all the time about how when 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 these things happen, when when you, you just you're in shock. You know, when I think about when my incident, when I saw a flying saucer in 19, uh, August of 1994 uh, in Pennsylvania during a nighttime fishing trip with my buddy, when we saw that flying saucer, I, I, I didn't have a camera and I don't, you know, he didn't either, right? But even if I would have had one and if they would have had cell phones back in that day, I, didn't, I don't know if I would have even thought about, you know, trying to take a picture. I was in shock. You're in shock. He just, and it happened so fast and then, you know, next thing you know, it's over. So I, again, I don't know how you know. Again, the, oh, usually the arguments come that come from skeptics don't really make any sense to me, especially in this case here. To say that the guy is just oh, it's just a hoax. He made it up. It's a car. How do you know it? You just say it's cardboard. It, it's so blurry you could you could barely see it. it. Looks it's definitely humanoid in shape, right? It looks like your uh, uh, the the common description of the, that you know that's given for an alien, a gray alien, or you know the the kind of shape that they have, right? So. I, you know, how do you, what are you talking about cardboard? I mean, you don't know that. They're, see, again, they're just saying that. But, you know, that's fine. They, they don't want to do any research into it. They don't, they just have to come up with these kind of things uh, to try to downplay it and, and, and make people not believe it for some reason because they don't want to believe it. They don't, a lot of people out there, they don't want to accept this reality. I think this story really happened. I think this Ilkley Moore story is real. It doesn't make any other sense why this guy would have, uh, uh, you know, come forward with this and, and, and went through all the trouble you know it doesn't make any sense i mean especially he's remaining anonymous over it he shared the picture you know he took this amazing picture you know maybe these beings are slow for another thing too maybe these beings are are, are slow where this is what this is their method of of revealing themselves to us by slowly okay here's a blurry picture as time goes on then we had the turkey the best images i've ever seen of course were those uh the 2007 2008 2009 turkey ufo pictures that you could see the occupants the alien beings inside you could see gray aliens you could see a a, a praying mantis alien uh, that was the best we've ever had we're we're getting there one of these days we're going to get some really good imagery of this um uh, i mean I, I have a feeling at some point we're going to see them I'm, I'm sure our governments have some good imagery they probably have i'm sure that they have bodies on ice and that that could that would end the whole debate right there 
but i think this guy told the truth and i think the you know what what's going on here the message why show him this i mean he didn't remember any of that stuff that he in in hypnosis he, he remembered seeing these films these images of destruction what 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 was going on there why did they do why did they do this why did they put those same kind of messages in those little into those brains of those little kids in 1994 in, in uh, zimbabwe why did they do that they're, they're, I think it could be a warning. They're trying to give us a warning. They did this. They do the same kind of thing with a lot of these alien abductees. The same kind of thing. So I think you know the connection here that I see with this story and some other abduction stories, and uh, uh, prominently with the Ariel School incident, is that it could be this is they're trying to give us a warning. Hey, look at if 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 you don't guy if you guys don't straighten up, we're we're taking over, and you're not going to like that. That could be what's going on here uh, because, I mean, look at right now. We're still living under the threat of nuclear holocaust right now with uh, coming out of Russia with Putin's making threats. Again, I just read a couple days ago, making more uh, nuclear bomb threats. I mean, it's it could be all just bombast and it pro hopefully it probably is, but you just never know. We still, there's like over two, I can't remember, thousands of nuclear bombs throughout the whole world right now. Some of them controlled by maniacs like like Putin and, and uh, Kim Jong Un, right? So who knows? Some, something could happen. Somebody could fire one of these things at, at some other country, and then that could spell the end of everything, the end of of humankind uh, existing. Maybe I don't know, or humankind being in charge of itself. We might end end up being under the under the control of uh, extraterrestrials from other planets. That that's what might end up happening.